0: A special thanks goes out to the folks at Anchor.fm for bringing you this podcast. Coming to you almost live, it's time once again for Tom Reads Your Story, the podcast that reads from your social media posts, online articles, and sometimes a surprise or two. So let's start the show. I'm your host, voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. Welcome, everyone, and hello. I'm Tom Zania. Today, well, it's the day before Thanksgiving 2021. Just going to do a little thinking out loud on a few subjects, but I'll be right back after this. In early September comes a story of horror and haunting regret. A group of homeless men fishing for a little fun and folly latch onto something that might be a mermaid. Remember, regret lives on and lingers long after the last teardrop has fallen. Harry's Mermaid is written by the poetic master of modern day horror, Steve Vernon, and narrated by Tom Zanian. Rust Belt, USA, where steel is dead, hope is scarce, and hardship is a way of life. Miles Junction is but one of many northeastern Ohio towns, long forgotten and left behind, its residents living on the cusp of financial, emotional, even spiritual destitution. Taking place during the last few decades of the 20th century, in just the right light, written by William R. Solden and narrated by Tom Zania is a glimpse at one region's bleak inheritance and the precarious lives of those who remain to rummage through the fallout of its past. There's a doorway on Mars that has mankind's greatest minds perplexed. Deep beneath Mars, an ancient secret is revealed and a team of explorers led by Forrest Judge, Deputy Commander. The doorway closes and the team is trapped. Six mission specialists each with unique skills, each with different reasons for wanting to break free of the primordial trap. In Dinosaur Red, written by Edward J. McFadden III and narrated by Tom Zania, Judge is forced to choose between escape and changing the course of humanity. What will he do? All three of these great books are narrated by Tom Zania and are available now at audible.com. we are back. Welcome back, everyone, to Tom Reader's Story. If you are returning, um, welcome back to you. If you're here for the first time, thank you very much for picking my podcast to listen to and maybe um, saying no to the other ones. That's uh, that's a good thing for me. That's uh, that means something. Uh, I appreciate you taking the chance on what we have to offer here at Tom Reads Your Story. And like I've said previously, if you don't like it, it's not a big deal. This isn't costing you anything except maybe a few minutes of your time. But I appreciate it, and I appreciate what you, uh, want to expect from a good podcast, good information, maybe entertaining. And yeah, I think a podcast should be entertaining a little bit, a little bit fun here and there, but today is the day before Thanksgiving 2021 and I'm here in New York once again, digging through Google to find myself a decent Thanksgiving dinner. I um, I'm alone here and that's what I do. you know I To me, just because I'm not with family and or friends, I still want to celebrate Thanksgiving. In my own way, I do th- give thanks for some good things in my life. Those are personal um, and maybe some not personal. But um, I'm, I'm used to, you know, I, I remember being brought up like most of you with family at Thanksgiving time, eating some great food, maybe watching football or Whatever. I'm working, by the way, tomorrow uh, from four to midnight is my hours. And, uh, you know, so it's not going to be a very different day for me. But going out and getting a Thanksgiving dinner at a restaurant is at least a little different. It does mark something. It says, hey, it's Thanksgiving. Have some turkey. And that's what I'm going to do somewhere. I'm not sure yet. I did find out yesterday that there is a big diner, like a few doors away from the hotel that I work at. Uh, It's called the Red Flame Diner. There's a free plug there for you, Red Flame. The Red Flame Diner, which we, we have a lot of guests come to the hotel and they want a cheap place to eat. In fact, most of those people who stay at that hotel want a cheap place to eat. Uh, and we direct them to the Red Flame Diner. And uh, I've heard that it's above average, decent. So it's good that uh, that is uh, an option for me for tomorrow to have some uh, to have some toyki but anyway how have you been good bad i'll tell you one thing it is really freaking cold out and i am very much considering getting a new winter coat the one i have is uh, it's just garbage it's, it's a, it, it, i mean it's it it works it's sort of warm but the material is kind of grubby and it's, uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. That's, it's one thing that I'm considering doing today because it's a day off today. And, um, today's Wednesday, by the way, tomorrow is Thursday, Thanksgiving. So I might go, uh, to, um, to Myrtle Avenue, uh, where all the shopping is. There's no shopping, like I've said, in my new neighborhood here in Brooklyn. There's nothing. Unless you want retail storage. There is a big retail storage place two blocks away. That's about it. And maybe a small hospital across from that. But that's it. It's a weird, strange area. My street is decent. It's good-looking. Good, nice-looking, well-kept houses. But, once you get off that street, whoo boy. Um, it's it's not a place to, to consider picking up stuff. So what I do as I go over to Ridgewood, where I used to live, and that's only four stops, four very short stops on the train so that I can go shopping. There's a CVS there. My bank is there. Um, there's an ABC stores where they have coats there uh, and a number of other things. Myrtle Avenue is just packed with stuff and, and it's, it's, it's decent working class stores. It's not like Astoria. Astoria is trendy overload. Uh, not that there was a few things about Astoria that I did appreciate. They had a great Turkish restaurant that I think I mentioned called Truvia, which was great. I think I went to it three or four times, but, uh, you know, other than that, it's all very, very trendy, rich white kid stuff. Okay. And they get real specific. They have all kinds of things there in Astoria Queens, but now, I'm living in the hood and there's not much, which I guess means that black communities in New York are not well served. That's what it means to me. I mean, maybe I'm looking at this the wrong way, but the neighborhood that I I live in, the immediate neighborhood uh, doesn't seem very well served. There's nothing there unless you, you need storage. Um but you know, there's there's not much. Uh there's a a few delis that are average at best that are near my apartment. There's a there's a deli right a few doors down from my apartment. And there's a seatown supermarket, which is right around the corner. Uh but other than that, there's not a there is nothing. So tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And like I said, I'm, I'm I'm looking for a restaurant, which is pretty much the same news you're going to get every year from me as long as I'm in New York. Uh, so we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. What else is happening? Um, West Side Story is something that I have really, been keeping my eye on. I'm kind of excited about this because I want to see what a great genius film director like uh, Steven Spielberg will do with this. Is he just going to set his camera and forget about it? Or I'm not, I'm not sure about the feeling I'm going to get from this, Uh, but I'm really anxious to see it. And I won't be surprised if it's great because pretty much everything of his that I've seen has been great, even though some of the movies like AI were not my cup of tea. Um, and maybe there's one or two others of his that were not my cup of tea. Uh, West Side Story is obviously my cup of tea since I'm a stage actor and I've done West Side Story twice. I actually, I play two different parts in West Side Story. I did it first in Grand Rapids as Arab, which is one of the gang members of um, the Jets. And then several years later, I did it again at, the, at my beloved Thunder Bay Theater, which is still around in Alpena, Michigan and I played Bernardo which is wow there's some trust there. Uh, I was up for the role of Tony but I really wasn't white enough to play, play Tony. So I played Bernardo and I think if I I should check my Google images that are saved because I think I got a picture of myself in this white sport coat, uh, kissing the girl who played Anita or being very close to that. Um, I wore that picture. I was in a white sport coat and black pants. And of course a shirt, but uh, it, it, it was, um, it was it was a production of West Side Story on a small stage. Uh, back then, they were still, <clears throat> excuse me, they were still utilizing the community theater building, which is a, was a very small building in Alpena, where the community theater stuff was done, and the summer theater, <clears throat> the summer theater, the the Thunder Bay theater where I worked. I guess rented it for like a dollar a year. I don't know. I don't know how that worked, but anyway, this was before the Thunder Bay theater moved to the candy, the old candy and cigar company and repurposed the place into a bigger theater and a nicer theater. And I played Bernardo. And, uh, It was interesting. I don't, of course, you know, they didn't have any video cameras around then. Uh, But uh, um, I got through it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. Uh, So uh, that's my West Side Story. (laughs) Hey, that kind of worked, didn't it? That's my West Side Story. Uh, yeah, so I've done that show twice, seen it many times, done by other people, and of course the movies and, you know, whatever clips <clears throat> you can find of it on uh, on YouTube. And speaking of clips on YouTube, that is what I've been following uh, for weeks now looking for previews. It's right around the corner. It's December 10th is the, is the premiere. So that is very close and I'll definitely be seeing that, uh, early on. I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to see what goes on with that. It looks very colorful from what clips I've seen and, uh, the cast looks really good. So West Side story coming up very soon. Now, let's see, I'd already talked about cold. Talked about Thanksgiving. West Side story. Oh. I know what I got I have to talk about. And I'll I'll be back. I'll be back to talk about it right after this. <music> Do you need a good professional sound for your podcast? I'm Tom Zania, voice actor and podcast host of Tom Reads Your Story. I can give you the sound you're looking for for your podcast intros and advertisements at the price and turnaround you need. So don't hesitate and send me a message at TomReadYourStory at Yahoo.com. And once again, we are back. So I said there was something I wanted to tell you about. This is, I don't know. I don't want to make a big deal about this, but it's kind of something that's been floating around in my head for a while. And when I say a while, I think I first got the idea of trying to do stand-up comedy. Oh, gosh. Years ago. And it's it's one of those things, those things that you think about and sort of put on the back burner. and uh, what I've been doing, or what I have done, not since I moved, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about that in a minute. Before I, I moved to Brooklyn, I lived in Astoria, Queens. Now, what I discovered, was accidental, okay? Now, I uh, found a a good shopping district in Astoria, Queens called Steinway. And if you go to Steinway and Broadway, uh, a little bit further to the west is a pizza joint called Bella something, not Belarus. (laughs) but Bella and I was hungry and wanted to get some lunch. And they had one of those pizza deals where you, you know, five or six bucks, you get two slices and and a Coke or something like that. And I got that. And I thought, this is not bad. This is a decent little place. But what I noticed was that they had a poster on the wall talking about Open mic night. Now, as far as open mic nights, I've thought of going to those for singing, Um, but I haven't. Uh, But what I saw on that poster just intrigued the hell out of me because it had to do with stand-up comedy. It had to do with an open mic night on Wednesday nights where you can come and do your five minutes. And I thought, well, I'll just go. Well, I haven't actually gone on stage yet. And I haven't been there since I moved to Brooklyn because it's now a pretty long trip. And I got to make sure that I have that night off from my job so that I can go and, either listen or be a part, participate in this open mic night thing. So I'm still going to go back. I might even go tonight. Basically, I've been trying to develop material that I could put out there in front of however many people are in the audience. And it's not many. It's not a popular open mic night. It's, I mean it's it's there, and some good comedians have shown up. All beginners, no famous people, but it's you know it's a it's an open mic night for those who want to try out new material and uh, be seen. So I may go tonight, or I may not. Depends on if I'm busy or not. Um, but that's that's another thing that I. Have been uh, considering, uh, and uh, I, I, you know, I do have some material. I, I don't think I want to do it now uh, on the podcast air. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll. Here's the thing: maybe I'll do it when I have finally done it in front of a live audience. Okay, maybe, maybe I'll do that. I'll do that. Okay. So what else is happening? What else is happening? Well, we know what else is happening or has happened. And uh, of course, we're. I'm talking about the whole Kyle Rittenhouse case. So during uh, all of the protests, uh, BLM, um, Mostly uh, that we've seen some months ago, uh, there was a person, uh, you know who he is, Kyle Rittenhouse. You remember the uh, images that you saw either online or on the news of a young man who didn't even look like he was 20 years old walking around with a machine gun uh, who had just shot some people. and, uh, well, somehow he got off, um, uh, I guess on the self-defense, uh, platform. Uh, I'm going to read from CNN. Kyle Rittenhouse, the teenager who killed two people and shot another during unrest in Kenosha, Wisconsin, was acquitted Friday of first-degree intentional homicide and four other felony charges. Rittenhouse, wearing a dark jacket with a burgundy tie and shirt, stood behind the defense table. As each not guilty verdict was read, he tried to hold back tears, then sobbed and appeared to collapse forward on the table, where his attorney embraced him. Embraced him uh, in a video promoting. A Tucker Carlson originals special on the case. Rittenhouse tells someone as he is apparently driven away from the courthouse, the jury reached the correct verdict. Self-defense is not illegal. Okay. And I believe they came to the correct verdict and I'm glad that everything went well. It's been a tough journey, but we made it through it. We made it through the hard part. Carlson's crew has been embedded with the teen throughout the trial, and the Fox News host will interview Rittenhouse on his Monday show. The documentary will air in December on the Fox Nation streaming service. Fox News said, "Didn't we all know that this would happen?" You know, I, 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 I wish I could give you a more intelligent op-ed. But um, I don't know. I'm not surprised that any of this happened. Um, we got to keep our eyes open for injustice, and we have to fight. Uh, there needs to be more investigation into this, More, uh, more trying to see that this doesn't happen again. This is what worries me, too, is that this kid or kids like him, are going to go out and do the same thing because they know that if they can plead self-defense that they'll probably get off. There's a lot of conservative judges out there who agree with vigilantism uh, who will just say, you know what? Uh, He didn't do anything wrong. Of course, the question's the questions were slightly tilted anyway you know is he is he guilty or not guilty of uh, first degree homicide no it wasn't first degree he didn't go out and say i'm going to kill so and so and so and so uh but he did um, he did certainly murder somebody and i think we know that so um we are i guess we're just sort of in a waiting period now they're talking about protests and and civil suits and uh we'll see what becomes of that in the next several weeks so uh yeah yeah that's that is what we're waiting on and so uh That that pretty much does it uh, for me for this week. Tomorrow, as I've already said, and as uh, you already know, is Thanksgiving. I wish you all, for whatever reason you do celebrate Thanksgiving, I wish you a very good uh, Thanksgiving day, Thanksgiving meal with friends and loved ones, family members. Try not to argue about politics. I know that's that's always a big joke at uh, at Thanksgiving time that people always end up arguing politics uh, at the table instead of at the couch watching football that they wait till they get to the food and then they start talking about you know some right wing or some left wing politician that's. Getting their dander up. But that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Tom Read Your Story. Portions were pre recorded. Tell your friends if you enjoyed your visit today because we are always looking for new ones. Thanks, Anchor.fm, for the opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. Until next time. Good night, sleep tight, and pleasant dreams. This is Tom Zania. For more information about my availability for your e learning, audiobook, or commercial project, please visit www.tomzvoices.weebly.com. We hope you come back real soon for another edition of Tom Reads Your Story.